in the high desert in the great American Southwest. Welcome to Coast to Coast AM. John, welcome to the program. Good to have you with us. You're with us. You're with us. You're with us. Welcome to Coast to Coast PM, the number one unofficial Coast to Coast AM podcast. We are two brothers who analyze the world's largest overnight paranormal radio show, Coast to Coast AM. My name is Paul, and I'm the guy that listens to this inexplicable radio show here with my brother. Hey, it's Chris. I'm the Sancho Paza to your Don Quixote, except we actually want to destroy windmills. We do indeed, although I think all windmills down. Isn't conspiracy theories just tilting at windmills, though, in the end? It is. Absolutely. Absolutely. It really is. Well, Chris, speaking of tilting at windmills, we have an episode today, and we will be talking about the Ron (laughs) Allen and Alana Freeland interview with Richard Serrett. Okay. Which is one of the guest hosts that we have not covered yet, which is exciting. All right, Richard Serrett, very interesting. So, and, what do we think? What do you think about Richard Serrett, Paul? You know, I think he has a great radio voice. I'll yeah. tell you that much, which is very, very exciting. <laughs> he has a good radio voice. Uh, you can't, you really can't fault most of the coast to coast AM hosts. They all have great radio voice. They do. They do. But today, Chris, we're going to be talking about MK Ultra and gang stalking. Oh, yeah. So wait, what exactly is gang stalking? I guess we'll get to it. We're going to get into it, but right. it is going to be all about how MK Ultra is still running to this day. You thought it shut down in the 70s, Chris. It did not. And they're still targeting. Uh, I didn't. I did not think that. You didn't think. Well, you know the normies I... <laughs> do. The normies do. I did not think they shut down MK Ultra. And they are using microwaves to control your thoughts. Oh, so uh, what the State Department claimed happened to our Cuban diplomats? Well, I I believe that wasn't controlling their thoughts. Wasn't it just making them ill. It was. Yes, it gave them tummy aches. Yeah, yeah, it gave them tummy. <laughs> yeah it's like that but it's actually like changing your your thoughts and your memories it's like more yeah. like brainwashing all right cool but before we get to any of that we got to check in with tim banal at the coast to coast am blog tim time so today's article actually comes from a recommendation from one of our listeners chris in north carolina okay. was asking uh for more Loch Ness monster news so not I pulled... getting enough Loch Ness monster material from Coast to Coast PM. Not enough Nessie. We need more Nessie. Okay, more Nessie. I, I, you know, I used to love Nessie, but as I've gotten older, my my thoughts have turned away from Nessie. Do you, you I no guess longer that is care not the for case Nessie? for everyone? You've lost your love for Nessie. A lot. The the love is gone. Well, maybe this will reinvigorate the love, Chris, because this is about baby Nessie. Okay. So from the Coast to Coast AM blog, bizarre baby Loch Ness monster remains found on beach. What? They found a baby Loch Ness monster. On the beach. On the beach. Washed up to shore. Yeah. All right. Got to learn more about this. Let's go. A beachgoer in the United Kingdom was left scratching their head after stumbling upon the remains of a bizarre-looking creature that some have likened to a baby Loch Ness monster. The very weird discovery was reportedly shared on Reddit by an individual who asked if anyone in the UK could identify the oddity. 
which sports a flattened head, four flippers, and a long tail. Reddit, home of the biggest brained individuals. It's where all of the smartest people get their news. Yes. Big Especially about over there cryptids. at Reddit. While the person did not identify exactly where or when they came across the curious creature sitting on a shoreline, this did not stop people online from offering an array of opinions on what the weird carcass could have been. Do we do we get to see a picture of the carcass? I'll show you a picture at the end. Okay, good, good, good. <laughs> at the, at, at, as always, as always, it will be in the show notes. It will be in the show notes. As one might imagine, the suggestions from observers range from the fantastic, such as a young Nessie that had somehow washed ashore to the prosaic, including a turtle without a shell. However, oh. the consensus opinion ultimately settled upon a thornback ray that was missing its wings. That's kind Thorn-backed of ray? Is that some kind of stingray, Paul? I believe so. How that may have occurred uh, was explained by a fisherman who indicated that the creature's appendages are often removed and sold to restaurants with the rest of the unfortunate animal tossed back into the ocean. Right. Yes, that is very true. They do it with sharks as well. Which is really messed up, man. Like, we need to use all of the animal. Just throwing the carcass back is really sad. Yeah, just cutting the fins off and then throwing the... I mean, in some cases, the animal's still alive. Yeah, just like dying and bleeding out. That's awful. That's really off. Just I don't, don't do that. That's bad. That's bad. We are an anti uh, fin cutting podcast. Yeah. Cut now, fins. well, would I eat shark fin soup? Absolutely. But would I feel good about it? No, I won't. You know, it's weird that I, I feel better about like if the I also know the rest of the shark is being eaten. <laughs> it just feels so wasteful to just chop off its fin and throw. It's like, are right. you kidding me? It died for this. Yeah. For this yeah. one bowl of soup. Yeah. Well, you know, it was like all those whales had to die to like light lamps. Yeah. Yeah. Back in the 1800s. So, you know, it's all it's all silly. It is. It's all silly. We're not PETA people, by the way. We're I not. Mean, I eat meat. I just had a hamburger for breakfast today, Chris. Jesus. <laughs> We didn't have any oh breakfast. Oh, my God. Too. All right. Keep going. Get back all right. Back to the article. Back to the article. While this Ray theory was the prevalent opinion, there seems to be some debate online as to whether or not it is the solution to the mystery. So let's check it out, Chris. What do you think? Yeah, let's check out the mystery. Here is the image. That is actually pretty crazy looking. It is uh, quite a bit wild. It is long tail. It looks like it has four like arms, like four images, and then like kind of a long head and neck. Yeah. I mean, the problem is, is that it's, it's so strangely proportioned that it has to have been somebody had to have altered it somehow and the the fisherman idea that this was cut up really Mm -hmm. does make a lot of sense and here's the thing if you look at a picture of a thornback ray and then you look at a picture of the baby Loch Ness monster it's very similar patterning yeah yeah definitely very similar so but but i i mean i would definitely if, if i saw that on the beach I'm doing a triple take on that, dude. And you know I'm taking a couple pictures. I mean, oh yeah, I'm definitely posting that to Reddit and saying, hey, is this a baby Loch Ness monster? Yeah. I would (laughs) say, what the heck is this? It's very strange looking. And my immediate thought is not, you know, fishermen miles off the coast cutting up a stingray and throwing it back into the water to die and this carcass washes up on shore i mean that's not my immediate thought it wouldn't have been mine either i, I would have immediately thought this is an alien creature or, so, or like an, yeah. a deep like 
oceanic creature, you yes. know, like yes. something in Finding Nemo when they're in the like dark side of the right. ocean, something yes. like that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, that was our article for today. Before we get to our main story, some housekeeping. Housekeeping. So we have an email address. Send your thoughts or episode requests to c2cpmpod at gmail.com. If you like the show, please drop us five stars on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and smash that subscribe button. We drop episodes every Thursday, and that'll make sure you never miss one. And thank you to everyone who has told friends about us and has written in telling us that they've told friends about us, because that's how we know. Uh, we don't advertise or go on other podcasts. Everything about this is 100% organic, so please keep it up, and we appreciate you. USDA certified organic. True story. Well, let's get to it, Chris. All right, let's go. MK Ultra, dude, very excited. I love MK Ultra. And Richard Serrett, who we have not heard from yet on this podcast. Yes. And so this is a this is a, another guest host. This is another guest host. And every single host on Coast has their own intro that they do every time. Much like we have our own intro that we do every time, they do as well. So I clipped out Richard's intro, Chris, so that you could actually hear it and kind of get a vibe for what, what he's going for here. Let's get the, the Richard Serrett snack. Thanks for inviting me into your home. Your long-haul truck, RV, camper, taxi. Your parents' well-appointed basement with the simulated wood paneling, electric fireplace, and the painting of dogs playing poker. Your loft, that greasy spoon just off the interstate, and your cabin in the woods. Welcome to Coast to Coast AM, the very best in late-night talk radio. I'm Richard Serrett, and tonight this morning... I am coming to you live from my home studio in old Thornhill, just north of Toronto. He's got his key demographics down. Oh, 100%. He's, he, he knows who his listener is. That's why I love it so much is that it evokes all this imagery of everyone who, like, it's it's what I yes. imagined everyone's listening to Coast is doing. Immediately, dude. Yeah. And, and it was like in the 1950s and everyone standing in front of their radio, you know, yeah. just looking up at the dial you know this is a <laughs> magical experience yeah. i was there dude very well done very That's well a, done he has one of my favorite intros and he's yeah. in canada which i think is fun i don't know why very but funny very the image canadian, of this man like canadians are 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 funny and that it's fun to point at them right they themselves aren't funny a funny people they are a funny people to make fun of do we have canadian listeners yeah, actually, we do. Do we? Oh, okay. Well, if you're Canadian, write us. See to see Right in Canucks. <laughs> I didn't mean it. You're a wonderful people. I I don't get poutine, but uh, it's it, it was all right. It was okay. Well, you're running out of U.S. states to malign, so we probably got to start with the Canadian provinces. Oh, I'll, I'll start going international. Just hating on Saskatchewan or something. Dude, I don't know enough about one province, let alone all of the, you know anything individually about them that i could really malign them truly yeah well there you go so for this episode with ron allen and alana freeland uh this is about a book that ron allen wrote so the book is called 21st century mk ultra slave alana is his editor okay all right and and and, and so can we get a general what's this dude's background or is is uh richard about to tell us so they, his background is that he grew up with a very traditional family, traditional upbringing. Uh, his family, uh, his dad worked in uh, the Air Force. 
and he kind of moved around a lot and then he grew up uh he started working in aeronautics as well and at some point he realized that his entire life the mk ultra program had been hijacking his dreams and his thoughts and basically abusing him cloning him and uh generally gang stalking him so this is where we're going to get pretty into the gang stalking realm which is are you familiar with gang stalking chris i'm not 100 percent familiar with gang stalking and this is the first time we've talked about it it is the first time we talked about it it's a core group of individuals who believe that they're being stalked or harassed by a large group of people it's Mm. usually the government uh, who are using mind control techniques on them and are generally trying to get them to behave in some way or drive them to be paranoid or or think that they're insane um and there's quite literally thousands of people who believe this uh you know mainstream media and academics would call these people paranoid schizophrenics uh often yes they are called paranoid schizophrenics but they're but they're true psychics in touch with realms we cannot uh comprehend it's a possibility and there there are thousands of these people they have conventions where they get together and talk about it they lobby politicians to try and figure out what the government's doing, why it's doing it, how do we get the government to stop doing it? Uh, so it is actually a pr- relatively well-organized group of individuals who think they are being targeted and harassed by the government. And as we always say, just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not after you. You're right, man. You're right. And here's the thing. Who are we to say that the government's not after them? Yeah. Because after all, the government has done similar things in the past. Right. <laughs> and that's always the problem at the end of the day. That's what makes this conspiracy junk so tough because it's like people do evil things sometimes and try to cover it up. And that's the problem is that it's like the government feeds into people's mental health issues too, where they do crazy stuff. And then people who already aren't very well can feed that into their delusions, which I think in some situations is is what's happening here, but we'll get into that more. They're like, they literally have studied how to do this for decades. Mm-hmm. The, the the psychological game is key to the CIA, to the NSA. Like they couldn't project their power the way they do if they didn't understand the psychology of society and how to mess with it, how it, to bombard it with misinformation. So to start the story off, It all begins with bringing the Third Reich to America, which great way to start. That's where it has to start. You got to start with the Nazis. That's where it has to start. (laughs) So let's 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 hear from uh, Ron and Elena about uh, uh, the how we brought Nazis to America to learn how to brainwash people. Yeah, it's really easy to think that that's all in the wicked Nazi past, uh, the Cold War and uh, Operation Paperclip and the, the records that came over from the camps with the Nazis that were, you know, and their records were scrubbed and they were given new American last names and they were moved to our, our bases and our hospitals and our universities. And I, I now see that really, in my opinion, the Third Reich was brought here to the land of resources, and we just handed them carte blanche. And now what we're seeing is an MK Ultra that has graduated into electromagnetic directed energy weapons that remotely 
uh, influence brains, uh, behavior, feelings. So for our true crankheads, they know this already. Mm -hmm. They know that the American government and the Soviet Union essentially fought over patriating Nazi German hierarchy into their collective spheres. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of funny how the who gets what, right? We really focused on like the aeronautics and jet propulsion and stuff like that of the Nazi hierarchy and a lot of the chemical composition people, the people working with chemistry and pharmacology, dude, we took a lot of those guys. The Soviets take a lot of like what I call like the prison industrial complex, the people, the secret police people. That's who the Soviets get a lot of it. But, you know, let's not pretend like we didn't take a couple of them, too. Yeah. And I think that this is a great place to give a background, just a quick background on MK Ultra for anyone who's not super familiar. So MK Ultra was a super illegal human experimentation program ran by the CIA. And this is all completely real. Like this is well, this is real. This is true yeah. stuff right here. This is true. And we're going to delineate what's true and what's not throughout the episode, but this is very true. So it started in 1953, and it was a way of making new brainwashing and psychological torture techniques. So they used LSD, electroshock uh, therapy, hypnosis, and then a lot of verbal and sexual abuse on their victims with quite a few other forms of tortures as well. And it was built we off- haven't. We haven't even shaken the dust of World War II off of- our bodies and we're already doing nazi experiments on our own citizens yeah and we were bringing over nazi scientists who had developed techniques like this at dachau and auschwitz the concentration camps uh, and brought those nazis back to fort dietrich maryland and then had them train cia operatives on their techniques as part of the mk ultra operation uh and this is work done uh that was established by the new york times journalist stephen kinzer so if you want to look into it you can definitely google him and, and see some of his writing on it um Ultimately, it was said that MKUltra was shut down in 1973, yeah, and a lot of the right. documents didn't survive because they were destroyed. Um, but according to Ron, it never actually stopped. No way, dude. They just changed the name. That's a classic technique <laughs> of the sociopaths, dude. Oh, everyone knows what MKUltra is now? It's called F2 Micro now. That's a good one. Good, good name there. <laughs> so here's the thing. MK Ultra has evolved a lot, Chris. Right. And since the old school techniques where you have to, you know, hypnotize someone, that's that takes so much time. Yeah, it's brutal, dude. You actually have to have the person in hand and crack them. No one wants to deal with that. No one wants to do that, dude. Phone it in. They would uh, have to... Uh, traumatize you, uh, the child. They would give them drugs. They would hypnotize them. And uh, that was a pretty hands-on procedure at that point in a clinical setting or a hospital setting. Uh, but what it has become now is it has become remote. And uh, all they need is a 4G plus system or a 5G or a 6G system. So, you know, it, we're in a way, in a way, we're still, we're still fighting that war, is how I feel, because I have dedicated 
thousands of hours to studying this stuff to figure out how this is going to this is going to overtake most Americans. So they're anti four G, five G. Yeah, and, it's, and I wasn't it's, really aware of six G. I don't. Yeah, I don't know where the six G is coming from. I don't know who's using six G. You don't but, know about six G yet, but just you wait. I'm a little worried we're going to get a strike on YouTube for this because of the five G conspiracy. <laughs> we got in trouble for the nanobots before. Oh my god, nanobots and the vaccine! I actually had to fight YouTube and say that <laughs> it was parody and that. I, I was actually arguing against nanobots being in vaccines. I don't think you're allowed to say the word nanobots without getting a YouTube strike at this point. Yeah. I think it's the same thing with 5G, dude. Saying that our cell phones are tracking us was totally fine to YouTube, but saying that there were the vaccines were tracking us, that was a strike. So, and here's the thing. I'm going to be very clear. I don't believe... 5G is controlling our brains. We are reporting on the fact that these people think 5G is controlling our brains. Yeah. Um, we'll see if that disclaimer helps, Paul. Well, it won't. It won't. It, it never won't. does. <laughs> so that's what they think, right? That right. MK Ultra used to be we'd sit in the room and it'd be like clockwork orange, you know, hold your eyelids open and brainwash you. Now it's right. we shoot like 5G waves into your head, and that's how we're brainwashing. That's how we're controlling. I mean, and, and listen, to, to give them a little credit, the proliferation of what, like, 4G and 5G need is actually kind of interesting. I mean, for 5G to work properly, they have to have these little boxes, several in a neighborhood. And so that is kind of weird. Why is that? And there could be a simple explanation for some of these things. But... I often feel like there isn't enough public knowledge as to why is Verizon or AT&T putting six of these boxes in my neighborhood? What's coming? What is being put out by this box? Well, it's just a generally spooky vibe. You know, right. I think everyone in America has grown up with stories of 1984 and like freedom and all that stuff, yeah. manifest destiny, all that, whatever. And I think, you know, having known that the U.S. government is actively surveilling us, you know, with yeah. the Snowden revelations and all that good yeah. stuff, like, no, they are listening to everyone's conversations. Right. Um, I think it's just it's going to naturally feed into conspiracies whenever you're yeah. putting boxes up in places. Because the thing at so maybe it's not the 5G and the 4G boxes, right? But at the end of the day, they are right. We are more heavily surveilled today than we have ever been in the history of humanity. And that's a global phenomenon. That's a global phenomenon. Yeah. Which the, the, my issue with it is I don't know if this is getting us any closer to solving the problem by saying 5G is brainwashing us. But we are more surveilled for sure. Right. Okay. So let's go, let's get deeper into this. We're, All right. we're, we're still surface level. So what's happening to Ron? What's actually been going on in Ron's life where he thinks that this is happening specifically to him, right? Let's get a little background, baby. And it's going to be a little weird. Can you, as best you can, explain what has been happening to you? Yeah. Um, I had, uh, I go through a lot of, every time I go to sleep, I'm, taken uh my dreams uh i used to have occasional dreams now it's pretty much constant through the night i wake up often and um 
you know, I'll wake up with an erection. I have to do this counting thing that I do to quiet it down uh, because I just don't want that in the air. Do you, does this man think he's the only person who's woken up with an erection in the middle it, of the night? It's it's quite weird. Um, this man does not seem like the most put together individual. And <clears throat> Richard has to continually keep him on track to get the story out of him. Yeah. But what's happening is that they're hijacking his consciousness. Right. And forcing him to participate in elite sex orgies is, so, is what he's going to be getting at here. The, the elites have to have me in their sex orgies. You don't understand, Richard. I'm yeah. so good at sex. It's going to be really weird from here on out. I'm just warning. <laughs> here's why I think this is worth I like covering. That, man. It's because this is the kind of shit that Richard Serrett has when he's hosting or that Connie has when she's hosting. It is ridiculous. I was going to say that there's already notes of the astral dreamscape mm -hmm. Euro. Yeah. And this is the kind of stuff that's put on the radio uh, across the country. Um, and we're going to get into a bit more about gang stalking as a culture and a phenomena. And we're also going to hear a little bit from Vice News that has covered this quite a bit. So it's going to be a lens that we get into some real stuff. But what Ron is talking about is just wild. So Sarah has to keep trying to keep Ron on track here. So when 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 you're falling asleep, uh, it sounds like and you know, I'm using my own terminology here so you correct me if i'm missing the mark but it sounds like you're saying that they're hijacking your dream uh right and, and they they're, are my consciousness they uh these are synthetic dreams that i'm having when uh, you say synthetic alive. dreams you mean they've implanted they've created a dream and implanted it into your consciousness or your right. your, your unconscious state? subconscious fills in details uh, they're either looking for something, they're exercising me, they're training me. Uh, there's a movie called Inception where they do this, and it's similar to that. They have an architect. They have uh, they put people under. With me, they do it with frequencies. In that movie, they did it with a drug, and uh, and it's the same thing they've got an architect that's setting up the landscape and then i put uh in the movie they had a safe that they wanted to know what the person was hiding so they provided a safe so that they could see what the person would put into it inception has been detrimental to the conspiracy world my god dude i think hollywood in general has just ruined the conspiracy world Right, right. It's people who see things on TV and are just like, that's real. That's real. That's real. That, hey, that happened that, to me. Yeah, this is what's happening to me right now. And you know that bit about the safe? That's actually how it works. That's it's it's how it all is happening. They and here's the other thing about this guy. What the hell do you have in terms of knowledge or expertise where the government would want to steal your thoughts? Yeah. Right. What are you doing? Well, yeah, what, what <laughs> other than saying that they're doing that, what do you have? It's like this is my biggest problem with what, what is inside, what is inside that safe of yours that just has to be unlocked. Because, and that's the thing, too, right? Is that government surveillance is usually like a mile wide and an inch deep, 
you know right. they're they're keeping this like giant like watch over everyone and then if they have a particular reason of going deep they will at least that's my understanding of it from what i've right. you know seen from leaked documents and things like that i don't understand why they would go this deep with ron right you just, know I, I guess just because he's the son of an air force lieutenant i guess so unless they're just practicing yeah like let's pick a random pra- dude yeah yeah let's see what how how far can we push this one general guy but again many such cases many such cases there there are cases of the the u.s government messing with specific individuals i'm not familiar with any though that lasts for decades i think is the biggest thing it's like why would they stay on this guy his entire life i don't know dog talk to the folks out at the tuskegee experiments all right that's a good point (laughs) That's that's different though, right? Is that there was a specific reason for analyzing them for that long? I don't I don't have a reason of why they would care about this guy. Well, that we know of, that we know of. You're making a lot of generalizations from three clips that we've listened to. All right, let's, let's get, keep going. Let's get more into it. So here's the thing: is that this also has to do with Hollywood clones, Chris? You can be too skeptical, Paul. I can be too. Okay, you're right. You're right. Let's get into the Hollywood clones, and we'll really get to the meat of this. <laughs> I was gonna say you mentioned cloning in an earlier clip. <laughs> I got to know more about these clones that are running around. Uh, and, and it has to do, I think, if I'm understanding this correctly, with a type of astral projection, kind of an involuntary astral projection. Is that right? Yeah, I consider it to be uh, thieving uh, of my astral body. Um, Donald Marshall uh, wrote a book, uh, and he talked about the clones that they do in Hollywood, um, and it's a big activity, uh, and they use them for, um, um, they have shows where they do sex with them, and they do gladiator things with them, and that sort of thing. Dude, I know nothing about that conspiracy did you look into that i looked into this and i had to go to some really sketchy websites i might have some viruses to get information on donald marshall's human clone conspiracy so marshall describes two types of human cloning that is done by reptilians (laughs) yes John Rhodes, shout out, baby! The number of times this podcast comes back to reptilians, dude, is wild. It's wild. I love it. I love so, it, dude. I love it so much, dude. Who would have known John Rhodes would be so influential for us? Has he ever answered any of our questions? He never. He's never gotten back to us. I followed up multiple times. Johnny Rhodes! I'm, it's really disappointing. There's no way he's getting that much email that he can't respond to. Us. Hit us up, dude. I have some serious questions about this and he won't answer. Yes. (laughs) So maybe I need to reach out to Donald Marshall. So he describes number one replication, which is growing a clone from being a baby into adulthood in the normal lifespan. So it's what you think about if you were just to create a clone and then just grow up. Right. Right. But then there's also duplication. Oh, so that's growing a full size adult clone in a tank in the matter of five months. Five months, you've got how quick they can do it. Yeah. So this is like Star Wars Clone Wars. This is just like Star Wars Clone. 
Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars number two, where they grow them real fast. And they are activated by human consciousness. So you transfer the person's consciousness into the clone. It's a bit of like an, a James Cameron's avatar situation. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. So these clones are set up in like cloning centers. And then a lot of Hollywood stars are actively clones. Okay. And then they are basically forced to do crazy things like sex cults in gladiatorial games. Like this guy said, the uh, gladiatorial games aspect is absolutely yeah. nuts. So could you imagine seeing like Brad Pitt fight to the death, George Clooney? Yeah. And, and they actually fight to the death and one of them dies. Right. Well, they're a clone. What does yeah. it matter? And then George Clooney's uh, consciousness goes back into his real body. So, so they actually take Clooney's consciousness, and so he's just like a husk, and it gets put into this clone body, and so now it's George Clooney clone, and then if Clooney's clone dies, the consciousness is transferred back into real George Clooney. That's exactly how this works. This is madness. That's madness. <laughs> when Clooney goes to sleep, they use 5G to transfer his brain over to a clone. Are they actually? That's what the 4G and the 5G is used for. Yeah, it's it's to it's forced astral projection. So astral projection oh. is like an out of body experience where your consciousness leaves, right? Okay. So they're forcing your mind to leave your body and then get inserted into another body, which activates the clone. Right, just like Avatar and Avatar, they're right, all asleep right, until yeah. your brain goes into it. Right, and then you get out of your tank, and then you fight Tom Cruise. Right, to the and death. then, but it's the four G and the five G waves that are facilitating the process. Yeah, and that's why they're so dangerous to have in our neighborhoods. <laughs> that's why they're so dangerous because they could force astral project me. Yeah, or yeah. or or apparently do whatever they want whatever yeah i mean they can do pretty much anything they can uh, they give can, me erections in the middle of the night yeah they can inception you for all that super secret knowledge that you have and put it into a safe and say give this man an erection right now <laughs> yeah pretty much and they that'll show them they keep trying to go into the sex cult aspect of this yeah. and sarah keeps taking it away you know it's a family show coast and he doesn't right. want to get into that but yeah essentially they're like forcing yeah, you to that, have sex well she know again she knows her crowd, right? Mm -hmm. She knows who what her audience wants to hear. And they love the sex cult stuff. Yeah, yeah. They love it. Eyes wide shut. <laughs> Eyes wide shut. Jeffrey Epstein. People love go. to learn about sex cults, dude. People Big love fans. learning about cults. Like any group of people that get together and do weird stuff. Like, I want to know more about that. Yeah. So... Here's the thing. Sarah's like, yo, dude, I remember MK Ultra being a little different from what you're describing. Uh, Atlanta, when I think of MK Ultra, I think of, for example, up in uh, in Montreal, up here in Canada, when you had the um, Dr. Ewan Cameron right, overseeing this project at, Mac at McGill University and Allen Memorial Hospital, where they were taking um, women coming into the hospital who were probably suffering from things like postpartum depression. And mm -hmm. they were, they were basically wiping their minds clean with massive doses of LSD. Yeah. That's what, you know, that's what I think of MK ultra. Now we're talking about what we're taking, talking about hijacking someone's consciousness while they sleep. And, and well, yeah, but uh, how does that happen? Among those 149 sub projects of MK ultra, the original one, 
back when they were using hypnosis and drugs and trauma, um, remember, there was an operation called Operation Often. And what that one was, was uh, doing whatever it took to get the person very close to death uh, so that they could learn basically about the other side, basically about what lies beyond death. And um, that included uh, uh, getting people to be psychic. Is that even close to a real number, 149 subprojects? I can, I can believe that. I don't actually know if there were that many subprojects. Okay. I, I mean, I, I, I can totally buy it. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I have always assumed that MKUltra was kind of a, a sweeping hover name mm-hmm. for a bunch of various experiments. And again, I have always assumed that they did follow a myriad of different lines of how do you mess with the human mind? Well, and one of the ones that I found very interesting that uh, Richard Serrett mentions is the Canadian experiments. Yeah. So I had never heard of that before. I didn't know that we were operating in Canada. It's not shocking, but yeah, I. why would I ever look into Canadian history? It doesn't make any sense to me. It's it, There are marginal people. Yeah, but for our Canadian listeners, I did dig into this for you. So in 1957, the CIA recruited psychiatrist Donald Cameron to run experiments in Canada, specifically for MKUltra. And he started testing his psychic driving theory at the Allen Memorial Institute of McGill University. Psychic driving. Yes. Like driving a car psychically. Well, so psychic driving is Cameron's concept that you can basically change someone's mind, like brain or uh, correct mental health issues by erasing their memories and then manually reprogramming their psyche. So it's the doctor driving their psyche. So this is like Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, the Jim Carrey movie. Yes, pretty similar. Whoa. Okay, cool. So patients would come into McGill University with like anxiety or postpartum depression, like relatively normal things. And Dr. Cameron would experiment on them without them knowing using LSD or putting them in drug-induced comas for weeks at a time. Okay. So while they were in these- Weeks at a time. Weeks at a time, yeah. Oh my God. And while they were in these states, he would put on tape loops of repetitive statements, just going over and over and over again. Right. And the patients would come out of these tests suffering from amnesia. They would forget how to speak. Some began to think that the doctors were their parents. Oh, my God. Yeah. He would, like, melt their brains. Holy crap. Yeah. This is madness. Yeah. And, you know, they still the, the people who underwent these like therapies or experiments that Cameron was doing still like suffered the effects to this day for those that are still alive. Dude, no doubt. A drug induced yeah. coma where they're messing with your mind for weeks mm-hmm. for weeks. I mean, that that would I mean, it would scramble things inside of your head. Yeah, and during this time, Cameron became the first chairman of the World Psychiatric Association, president of the American Psychiatric Association, and president of the Canadian Psychiatric Association. So this was a top-tier scientist funded by the U.S. government to melt innocent civilians' brains. This is insane, Mm. dude. Who knew the Canadians had it in them? This is why we have conspiracies. Yeah, right. It's because we did this stuff. Yeah, we did this. And then everyone's like, what else are we doing that we don't know about? Because we didn't know about this at the time. 
We didn't know about this at the time. We still don't know a lot about it. Because they, they mean, destroyed most of the documentation. We really only have a, a, a sweeping narrative, right? Yeah. We don't have a lot of individual details. Mm -hmm. So let's get to the question of what does this have to do with Ron? So um, this idea that Ron's astral body was being removed electromagnetically with a frequency and zoomed over to his clone, which had his genetic makeup. Uh, and as soon the clone, apparently, according to Marshall, is just sitting there like a rag doll, completely inactive, cannot, has no consciousness whatsoever. Until it's reanimated with Ron's astral body or, or whatever bring, other. They bring MK his Ultra consciousness slate. in. The clone now, just imagine this, the clone for a while, while Ron's in REM sleep thousands of miles away, the clone has Ron's consciousness. What is their evidence of this? <laughs> So you're not going to like it. Okay. He figured this all out through hypnotic regression therapy. Uh, uh, okay. I, after that, I have a, um, a regression uh, therapy done. And uh, I was curious about what happened, uh, you know, my first 10 days. And so that was my intention. And I was having more memories come rushing up. And I saw myself as a baby. And I was uh, naked laying on a metal, I don't know if it was a gurney or tray or what it was, but I was shivering. And I noticed after a while that it was rhythmic and that I wasn't really shivering because I was cold, but that it was electronic-induced. It was, uh, I was being shocked. And I know I've seen uh, black and white videos of MKUltra, and that's one of the things they did to babies. Oh, my gosh, dude. You know, you know who Ron needs to weave into his narrative? Who? Nikola Tesla. Oh, yeah, he may, yeah. That was the first person I thought of when he started talking about the 4G and the 5G experimentations on people. Tesla would would do wonders for this man to add into his narrative. Yeah, yeah I mean, it would definitely help with his lore, I think, really build out that lore. Because here's a weird thing. Tesla's, that we still don't know what some of Tesla's inventions were. They're still under lock and key. They're still classified. 150 years later. I didn't realize that. Are they? Still, to this day, we don't know what some of his experiments were, what some of his inventions were. Tesla is weird, dude. Tesla's very strange. You gotta add, Ron has to add Tesla to his narrative. Because uh, right now, yeah. I'm not, I'm not buying it. All right, Ron, I love no. And here's the thing, too, is that so he mentioned, like, I wanted to go back to my first 10 days as yeah. like alive. And uh, it's it's kind of a sad story because when his mom first had him, she didn't feel a connection to him. I think it was kind of a postpartum depression. Postpartum depression, right. So she she gave him to the hospital for 10 days. Wow. And she didn't take him for 10 days. 
and that was his whole thing was like what happened to me in those 10 days where my mother had basically like abandoned me before she came back to pick me up and through i was gonna say you know, dude in a military hospital especially on an air force base who knows well that's who's, the thing who knows that, what they did this baby yeah they uh they apparently he could have been marked. He could have been marked. Hypnotic, yeah, according to the hypnotic regression, he was experimented on those 10 days. And that's where it started. They're like, we're yeah, we're marking this kid. This kid's now a targeted individual. And yeah. we are going to stalk this person for the rest of their life. Yeah, dude. They had to have some normies to act as a control base. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't just have a bunch of Ted Kaczynski's. They have access, you know, Kaczynski had access to brain powers that the vast majority of us don't. Yeah. And, and so doing experiments on that person is going to be wildly different than this is probably just average Joe Blow Ron who, you know, is going to have a relatively normal life. Let's do, we need to do experiments on this guy too. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting. Right, that's and, a that's an interesting uh, plus side in the in the pro Ron column. <laughs> okay, Ron's getting some points with you. He just got some points with me. <laughs> so you know, Sarah asks a, a pretty obvious question. What do you say to the people that think that this is all nuts? That you don't have any actual evidence of this? You know, there may be someone out there who will call in and say, you know, how do we know any of this is true? How do we know, Ron? These just this isn't a fever dream of of someone you know you're, you're either making it up or you're just you're delusional what do you say to those people um there's plenty of other things that people are uh coming to terms with right now and um it's going to be pretty difficult for people to believe that they understand everything that's going on on the planet there's a lot of revealing that's going on, and we're finding out a lot about the situation that we are in. And this is another portion of that big drive of these people that are playing God with technology. And that's where we are, and this is part of that. So he pretty much gave us the conspiracy fallacy of there's a non-zero chance that I'm lying. Yep. <laughs> Pretty much there's a non-zero chance that you gotta I'm admit an extended lie. You got to admit, it's possible. Yeah. Yeah. It could be happening. It could be possible. But I will say, dude, we do have some psychopathic elites that are willing to do insane things. And the more money they get and the more out of touch with society they become, the more they're able to isolate themselves, the more insane those thoughts are going to become. Yeah, you so know, Jeff, I did yeah. I did connect with that part a little bit. Jeff Bezos trying to become immortal. I mean, right. he's putting you know millions of dollars into technology to stop aging. Um, That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Elon Musk trying to escape to Mars. Yeah. I don't blame them, you know. I, if I had billions of dollars, I would probably want to get off the planet too before the mobs come for me. Yeah. Um, so we then take some callers. I think and... I would call it, you know, it would be really what would really flame the conspiracists. I would call it like the USS Noah's Ark. Yeah, yeah. That would destroy them. 
It would absolutely melt everyone's brain. I don't want to see the results of that. I don't want to be around <laughs> for that. I'm I'm too deep in these circles, Chris. I don't want to I don't want to deal with that. <laughs> that would melt my brain. Uh, Elon, if I got some other really great ideas, if you want to reach out, <laughs> give us a, yeah, just tweet at him, dude. He'll, yeah, he'll probably respond. He'll probably respond. So we get some callers and this was where I ended up having to go really deep into gang stalking. Right. Okay. Is because apparently there's a lot of people who think like this. Oh, I dude, um, I don't have any doubt about that. Including this caller who says that her boyfriend was a targeted individual by the government. So my last boyfriend was a targeted individual and um, things like um, we'd show up at a gas station or a store or something. People, people would just show up and, um, and they would play out a scene in front of us um, and or follow us all around the store. But the biggest deal was we're, we're going to go to one store and um, driving there, I pulled over because I was crying and I told him all I've ever wanted you know, is a card from you. And um, we get to the first store and he goes, I don't want to be here. And he whispers to me where he wants to go because I think they're listening over his phone and tracking his phone. And um, so we go to the next door, and the cashier uh, says to me, um, um, he, sh- he should really get you a card with a real menacing look. Knew what we were talking about in the car, you know. Um, mm. And my next point is um, uh, the foster, foster children are also throwaway kind of children. And I lived on Long Island as a foster child for many, many years in Montauk where they did the mentoring candidate um, is on Long Island. Um, President Biden, sometimes he's real clear with what he says and whatever. Maybe that's what they have him asleep and they have his um, double, you know, saying, um, you know, clearly things, whereas other times he can't put a sentence together. Maybe maybe the gentleman, he can wrap himself in a white light before he goes to sleep. Maybe that can help protect protect him in prayers. It ends with a little a little advice. Yeah, a little Love. advice. And also love throwing President Brandon under the bus. That one made me laugh when she was like, you know, sometimes he makes sense and sometimes he doesn't. What if what if his like brain is like asleep? What if <laughs> what if he what if clone Biden is in the middle of a gladiatorial battle with clone <laughs> Mitch McConnell? And and he's in the middle of a speech and they just shut him off immediately. I'm just like that's your answer. It's like no, he's 80 years old and he's sundowning is what's happening. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I do like that theory though. That's a very I do want to see more uh, sex orgy Biden and gladiatorial battle Biden. Yeah, that was one of the more wild things. Um, but we we keep getting callers like that too, right? Where they're right. like, I'm also being gang stalked, or I know someone's been gang stalked. And the thing that she mentioned as well is street theater. And this is a big uh, part of people who believe that they're being gang stalked by the government Uh, and street uh, theater, street theater. Yeah. So uh, like people who are doing plays on the street, it is like I show up at a store and everyone there at that store is there for my benefit. And they're putting on some sort of show to harass and make me paranoid. So like the Truman show. It's it's basically the Truman Show. Yeah, exactly. my life my life is yeah. the Truman Show. Except whenever it's like you're traveling around the normal world, and then you get to a location, and everyone there is actually an actor for your benefit. That's actually one of the larger psychological like issues, right? Like one of the most common schizophrenic thoughts, right? Is that everyone is an actor in my life, and that's that's basically what this is. I mean, so, it's such an easy, that's such an easy synapses, right? Mm-hmm. 
to 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 hit everyone's an actor and then that's all you need right that meme is so powerful and that's exactly what uh sarah asks ron about too like do you get this sort of street theater that the caller's talking about and then the street theater do you also get street theater ron happening where people will upon occasion sometimes it's uh worse than other times but uh you know that basically i'm uh, in an area where I don't get out a lot and it's uh, the midnight, you know, uh, dream but they, scenario. But, Ron, they, they followed you all the way to my place when we were working on I the know. book and would <laughs> do something to your your uh, your camper Correct. Yeah, just let you know that they're here. So this is one of those weird things where... It's like I can kind of see why these agencies would pick on normies a little bit because you would have to practice a little bit, you know? Yeah. And you don't want to practice on, you know, Senator X, Representative Y. You need to practice on Ron Allen random joe right try these different techniques do they work you're an entry-level spook you know they they're not going to send you to iran immediately you got to get some practice in the homeland it's it's an interesting idea that the cia is targeting the same person for like 60 years but they're using it as like a training as a training right so you're constantly having new people it's like okay yeah you're getting assigned to ron uh, we've been yeah. on Ron for you know sixty years, so yeah. he, he's expecting it at this point. He's expecting <laughs> yeah. it, so it's even more impressive. Yeah, if he doesn't know what's happening, or you're able to keep up the play, it's essentially a very long practical joke by the CIA. It's, it's generations, like- <laughs> generations of agents have picked on Ron now. It's the CIA's version of that story in India about the kid that was convincing the woman exactly. that he was a ghost. Exactly. <laughs> For months. Exactly. Just the CIA doing that to Ron. Yeah. Yeah. And you just... know, there's like 15 of those people out in the population. It was never big, but there but also it helps in adding to the the lore, right? It's one it's almost like the opposite of a limited hangout. It's like <laughs> You you just need like these 15 people to be like, I'm being followed all the time. And they actually are. But like, we think they're insane. But it's like the CIA is actually doing it. Yeah, the CIA, yeah, it's all real. It's all real. But we're like, this guy's crazy. So it's all crazy. Well, or, or it's vice versa, right? Or you get even more into it. So it's a win win for the cia well that's what i was going to say is that it's a situation where maybe they you know they're they're following him for decades they use him as like their training so like oh you got to stop this guy for like three weeks and then it actually drives him to be insane to be like they're cloning me and right make me fight in gladiatorial games when i sleep like this is what happens look how good we did yeah Um, that's exactly right it's 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 an example he he's the 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 floor model when they're going to these like other governments and being like, look what we can do. <laughs> look what we can do. This man was a normal man in the 1970s. 
And look and what we did. Now he's on coast to coast AM spouting about microwaves and that he gets erections at night. And that it's our fault. Yeah. <laughs> so here's the thing, Chris. I'm sorry. I'm stuck on the erections. I know. <laughs> I I almost cut that out because I was like, is this adding value? And then I, I ultimately decided, no, this is actually, I feel like this is relevant context. Yes. Like, very relevant. To be honest, like, that's how the guy is. So I couldn't have made multiple jokes about erections if there you go. we didn't have that. It was mostly Sarah's, uh attempting to to constantly swerve off of that where he's like i don't want to talk about that um <laughs> i don't want to hear about your boner so vice news has actually done multiple like mini docuseries about the gang stalking phenomenon so i i pulled a few clips from their uh it's about like a 20 minute um episode called the nightmare world of gang stalking where they interview people who believe that they're being gang stalked i just want to put a quick asterisk here Vice is definitely spook news. Okay, great asterisks. So <laughs> great asterisks there. They're definitely a part of the, the deep state cabal. Well, if you watch these videos, they're incredibly sympathetic to the gang stalking phenomena and the individuals who believe they're being gang stalked. Because right. w- when you watch it, it's like, no, these people are actually in distress, like constant anxiety and paranoia. And that is something that you should be sympathetic towards did you know the founder of the proud boys was actually one of the uh first or uh, i believe one of the founders of vice news he was co-founder yeah he he since left and he just did an interview with kanye west as well (laughs) well that's not surprising so uh yeah that'll be a fun one uh so so this is all those all that is a big asterisk take what vice news does with a grain of salt all right, this is actually a good clip, though, so let's listen. Okay. What they'll do to a particular person in order to stress them out is they'll hit them with the same thing over and over and over again. I would get Los Angeles Police Department vehicles lighting up their sirens and not pulling me over, but zooming around me, almost like a continual tactic. This happened so much that I was inspired to buy a dash camera. I believe it was the very next day, and it was the first time I experienced what I know now is called street theater. And I watched the parking lot literally fill up with cars. And, you know, heterosexual couples um, would hold hands and, like, stroll through the back of the parking lot like they were on some 1950s sitcom. People that are trying to look incredibly normal look incredibly abnormal because they're they're acting it's not authentic that was when i first started thinking it's all of them against me so in that latter guy that was speaking was actually he's a very successful makeup artist like he's he's you know relatively famous and he began to believe that he was being stalked because he was gay so he would see a lot of very strange things like on the interstate where people would like surround his car um, or like he said, it was just a bunch of heterosexual couples that would just like show up and be doing some sort of street theater for his benefit. Um, right. And that's the thing with gang stalking is that it's not just like cranks, right? Or people who are straight up like living on like homeless people on the side of the street. It's a lot of them are actually relatively successful, right? They're, you know, lawyers or doctors and they, right. they believe these things and they even hide it from their own family because they don't want to freak right. their family out. Right. But they find 
communities online where they can talk about it and hear from other people who have had similar experiences. Well, and, and let's go back to inception since that's the one that we all seem to be using. Right. I imagine that once this seed takes place inside your brain, that you are being followed, that you are being, that everyone in your life is an actor it's so easy to take root and then it would be so hard for it to, to be able to be taken out. Right. How, how, how can you tell me that you're not an actor? How, how, how do you convince me of that? That the random stranger on the street isn't some actor for my benefit that isn't following me. I mean, it's kind of a hard that's a hard meme. And and by meme, I'm not saying like the picture with words on it. I'm saying a, a thought, right? That penetrates your brain. Like Christianity is a meme. And so that thought taking over your brain would be hard to root out. And, I, you know, I was doing this the other night when I was, after I listened to this episode and I was walking around in public and I was like, what would it be like to think that everyone who is right. here at the store with me right now is an actor? Right. And it's it's kind of easy to see how how you can convince yourself of that. And if you are convinced of that, how every little thing that happens, you're like, no, that was for my benefit or this person right. is trying to mess with me. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing with MK Ultra is that in these gang stalking circles, MK Ultra is usually a lot of times the uh, the driving force behind it. Right. So I went to um gang stalking mind controls mind control cults.com where they talk <laughs> a lot about mk ultra right uh, and it's it's all over the internet too stop gangstalking.org where it promotes advocacy for uh stopping gang stalking naturally so they have flyers that you could print out they also have t-shirts that say kiss me i'm a targeted individual if you want to buy <laughs> one of those um but MK Ultra is it, it's a culprit, right? CIA yeah. culprit, FBI, um, all these three letter agencies, and there's a reason for that. It's because we have a history of it. That's what I'm saying, dude. Is that at the end of the day, they're not necessarily wrong. Like MK Ultra did do experiments on thousands of Americans over like two decades. That actually happened. It really happened, and. Those people who were being experimented on, I'm sure when they were like, these men in suits gave me drugs and did all these crazy things to me. At the time, people must have been like, put this person in the loony bin. And so at the end of the day, you got to keep an open mind about some of this stuff. I don't know. Can you change people's minds with waves? Can that happen? That one's a little more wild. I would need I some actual know. evidence of that. I would our, need actual our, evidence. Our brains are electricity. Our brains are electricity. Well, so there's there's some interesting research that I did do on that aspect of things. And what is brought up a lot on the episode that we didn't really get a chance to get into was voice to skull technology or V2K. Right. Yeah. So the idea of voice to skull technology is based off of something called the Frey effect, which is that if you pulse radio waves at a human head, the person will start hearing like clicking or buzzing. And sometimes you can actually induce like speech in their mind. Right. Uh, so they can hear things. And voice to skull is a conspiracy that the government is sending microwaves at our brains to control our thoughts. Right. Or right. insert unwanted thoughts into our brains. Yeah. So uh, according to, you know, mainstream sources, 
the origins of V2K tech is that the U.S. actually did try to weaponize microwaves as a form of like riot control, uh, but the proposed devices weren't incredibly effective because according to a bioengineering professor named Kenneth Foster from Penn State, the uh, quote, device would kill you well before you were bothered by the noise. So I guess it would like <laughs> actually just fry you. <laughs> They actually cooked people. I, I don't think they cooked people. I think they probably cooked like animals. Oh, yeah. But like it was, yeah, we, we tried to use microwaves and it just was killing the creatures. Yeah. So. Right. But so all of that to say is that I can't, I can't know. And, and here's the thing. There was so much experimentation in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. Who's to know where the technology led? And if it had this type of outlook if it had this type of of you know we can control people with waves you wouldn't you wouldn't let that out that that's a high level secret dude that's a that, big that's, secret that's a game changing secret yeah like seven countries know how to make an atomic bomb dude seven countries so like let's like if, if this is mind altering stuff, literally, this is this is game changing technology if they have it. And on that Vice documentary that we pulled a clip from, they do interview a psychiatrist as well. And basically, what he's saying is like, you know, maybe we're all crazy for not thinking that we're being surveilled because of how much the government surveils us. But the ultimate question is, what sort of impact is the obsession of the perceived? Right uh surveillance having on your life and right. it's a very very negative impact one of the guys is just like living out of an rv and constantly like moving around it's right it's not healthy um yeah and in a lot of cases it probably is mental illness but it's one of those things where it's like yeah we're all being listened to thinking about it all the time probably isn't great right um because it may make you start going crazy like the government is tapping into AT&T constantly and pulling data off AT&T. So it's like when you're sending text messages, you think that's secure? Nah, dude, they got it. They I got don't the know, data. man. Maybe more of us need to start thinking about it a lot more. Yeah, that, we, that we are the ones who have allowed them to take this power, dude. Could be. We've I think Ed Snowden would probably agency. say we should. We've given yeah. up our agency. So that is the story of MK Ultra and Gang Stalking, Chris. Uh, a scale of one to five, um, man, I don't even know. Microwaves blasting your brain to turn you into a sex robot. Uh, what do you What do you give the story? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna slice the baby in half and give him a three. Okay, because this is where I always say sometimes conspiracy theorists are directionally right. I think that Ron is kind of directionally right. He he has pointed us into the general right direction. Is the specificity of it great? No. <laughs> was I in, was the, the, I will say that the Hollywood clone lore is very, very good. That there are actors and famous people fighting each other to the death and like sex cults surrounding these celebrities is very fascinating and can definitely be developed but actually i think is it hurts some of his argumentation actually the 
the astral projected clone sex cults hurts his argument that hurts a little bit <laughs> that hurts a little bit but i will say always be skeptical of the government mk ultra i totally buy that it we're still doing mk ultra experiments or it, let me say mk ultra like experiments on americans to this day they never stopped they never stopped and i think again you know talking about directionally right talking about that one woman who called the tell that told ron to wrap himself in white light which is always a great great idea always wrap yourself in white light but she said foster she was talking about foster children that's 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 one of those groups that it's always in the dark that group of of people in our society is always in the dark that's where they're going to go they're going to go to homeless people they're going to go to foster children they're going to go to marginalized societies when we talked about the mothman and you know he was talking about these these sightings of people going up and down highways and stopping at you know trailer parks and wanting to talk to the children that poor marginalized you know on the fringes society these people are always going to be because they are in the backgrounds, they can be messed with. Well, to be fair, though, you, you are correct there, especially like with things like Tuskegee. But also MK Ultra was active on Harvard and Stanford campuses. That's true, too. So they also do go after elites. You need which both. I think it's a little funny. <laughs> like I said, you need both. Yeah, I, I do find that a little funny that all these assholes who went to Harvard and Stanford then started experimenting on people who were going to Harvard or Stanford. But which ones, which ones did they mostly experiment on? It was the middle class and lower class people who got into those places. It was not the high elite echelons unless they were like the Kennedy sister who was mad. Then they messed. That's a whole different story. Well, Chris, I'm going to give this, a two out of five. I, That's I agree a fair. That's fair. I think the gang stalking stuff, um, it, it was an interesting rabbit hole of a subculture that I wasn't familiar with. Yeah. I don't necessarily know if it's happening, but I think that um, I, I do ultimately blame our government for those types of conspiracies because it's like if y'all weren't spying on us, right? these would not be things that I think would yeah. be popping into people's heads. I think it's it's a symptom of our wider surveillance culture. Yes. In a lot of ways. Yes. And that is me coming from a completely, you know, non-clinical background. That's just the vibe that I'm getting. Um, but and like so much, it's a symptom of the disease. It's not the disease. Yeah. Yeah. This is a symptom of so, a deep structural disease within our society. So we got to stop spying. I think that's where we're at now. So uh, it's a you know hot take of this podcast is don't spy. Um, and you know, we'll see if we get a strike on YouTube for this too. So I'm not totally <laughs> I think the five G's got, we said the word five G too much. We're, we said we're way too much, way too much. So that has been our episode of coast to coast PM. Uh, we appreciate you listening and we will be back more next week with more of this madness. All conspiracy all the time later. <laughs>